This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company? Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company, are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right, uh, let's go over a couple of things here, and we will get into what's happening with uh, with Sidney Powell and, and the lawyer situation with Trump's team. And Some people are asking me about it. We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, we want to go over some stuff here with uh, with COVID. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you missed some of the stories. I'm doing some different stories than I did in the 3 o'clock hour. There's some bleed over with the big ones, but there is a lot of of uh, new things that we're adding to this segment versus the three o'clock hour. So make sure you go take a look at that podcast. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have another reason why you should leave YouTube. We'll do that here in a little bit. So a top pathologist is claiming that coronavirus is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. That's Roger Hodge Hodkinson. Dr. Roger Hodkinson told government officials in Alberta, this is in Canada, don't you know, Uh, During a Zoom conference call that the current coronavirus crisis is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. His comments were made public, uh, excuse me, were made during a discussion involving the Community and Public Services Committee. And the clip was uploaded to YouTube. Of course, YouTube has censored it and taken it down. Noting that he was also an expert in virology, Hodkinson pointed out that his role as CEO of a biotech company that manufactures COVID tests means I might know a little bit about all of this. Listen to the experts, right? You just had that story about all of these people in the in the Midwest, these governors and these public officials and everything. Listen to the experts. Again, the first question you should ask when somebody says that is, what experts? Because there are a lot of prominent, some Nobel Prize winning uh, biologists, virologists, epidemiologists who are out there telling you what the governments in the West are telling you to do is all wrong. Don't they deserve to at least be heard? And then, as a public, we can decide who seems to have the better argument. For example, anybody who tells you the mask is going to save your skin has an evidence problem. Every single one of them. They have no peer-reviewed studies that say that. They have no real-world evidence that shows that. So they have to be able to prove to you. Now, if you allow... See, this is the thing about free societies, folks. When you have censorship and you have people being canceled and their videos are taken down and they cut away from their press conferences and they delete their tweets and that sort of thing, when you have that happening... You are actively censoring people because you believe their message is effective. The best way to defeat lies is to allow them to be told and also allow the truth to be told. If you run around and you have a bunch of people lying to you about masks, and then you allow the counter-argument to those people who are lying to you about masks, eventually, the people who are lying to you will be exposed. I used the the flat-earth 
bit as an example. The There's a theory that because YouTube not only allowed flat earth content, but the algorithm benefited flat earth content. That's why so many people became flat earthers in a very short period of time is that it was being promoted by YouTube. Those videos were being suggested by YouTube and it became popular, became a popular thing to look at. Once YouTube adjusted the algorithm to allow counters to the flat earth theories, the flat earth community dwindled and became much smaller. So once you allow the truth to go up against the lie, the truth is going to win most of the time. It won't win all of the time. You have people with confirmation biases and that sort of thing. You're not going to win everybody over. But what you can do is you can effectively destroy the momentum of the lie by allowing the truth. If you don't allow both sides to debate it and you only allow one side to speak, there is a very real chance that the side that is allowed to talk and is not being censored is the one lying to you. And they are using a mechanism of enforcement to prevent the truth from being told. It's not universal. It's not 100%. But if you look at human history, censorship has never come from the people who are right or telling you the truth. Censorship has always come from the people who are lying to you and trying to control you with those lies. Censorship comes from people who have the ability to censor those who could educate the population. Why do you think tyrants take out professors and teachers and reporters? And we've gone over the history of this, especially in Latin America, where these little fact checks that you see and these little clarifications that you see on tweets and posts on social media and videos and things like that and uh, on editorials in the newspaper, you see those things, you know, those were done in Cuba by Castro. He did that for a while before he openly just banned any kind of dissenting commentary. And he got a bunch of people in the media to censor and fact check and put those little editor's notes on everybody that disagreed with the Castro regime. And that exact same formula is being used on you right now in social media. Think about what Brian Stelter the conspiracy theorist over at CNN. You might not know his name. He's the guy that looks like a thumb. Brian Stelter made an impassioned argument about a week ago on his show. I think it was last weekend. That it was a threat to democracy that conservatives were leaving Twitter and going to parlor. So let's think about what he is saying here. It is a threat to democracy that people won't be compelled to be on a specific platform that censors them. It is a threat to democracy, according to CNN's conspiracy theorist Brian Stelter. It is a threat to democracy that people believe they should be able to say and write what they believe, how they think, without censorship. That's a threat to democracy, according to the conspiracy theorist Brian Stelter over at It's Not News, It's CNN. Think about that logic for just a sec. He wrote an entire book about it. Think about the logic there. 
It is a threat to democracy for you to be able to say what you want to say at a place where you choose to say it free from censorship. That's the threat to democracy? Read the book 1984. So, Rockinson is a virologist is the head of a biotech company. That biotech company manufactures COVID tests. He believes that what has been said about and perpetrated about COVID has been an over-exaggeration of the risk. Now, you might not agree with Dr. Roger Hodkinson. However, he is a doctor, a virologist, and an expert on COVID. He's an expert on viruses. He is an expert in biotech. So when you have people like Gretchen Whitmer and every other idiot out there running around telling you to listen to the experts, why shouldn't you listen to him? He knows a lot more about this than you or I do. What about the top epidemiologists in Europe? are pointing out that lockdowns are an absolute mess. You realize there isn't any data that lockdowns are good, positive, or, or a thing that we should do, right? That doesn't exist. Show me a peer-reviewed study that says the lockdowns were a good thing overall. Because it doesn't exist, folks. There hasn't been one published. The universal opinion now is that lockdowns are bad and a net negative when dealing with the virus. As best as I can see, the only people who support lockdowns are local health officials who frankly are not as esteemed or accomplished as some of these prominent global epidemiologists. I'm not knocking them. I'm not minimizing them. But you're a world-renowned person in your field for a reason. And when you're a local health official and not a world-renowned official in that field, there is probably a reason. Doesn't mean you're not good at your job. Doesn't mean that you're not smart. Doesn't mean that your opinion or your viewpoint is invalid. What it means is these other people are world-renowned for a reason. Why can't we listen to them? Why do we have to listen to somebody like a Dr. Eintertz instead of a world-renowned epidemiologist or somebody from Oxford University who is a global figure in this field. Why, why, why? Which expert do you have to listen to? Now, I'm not saying that Dr. Roger Hodkinson is correct. What I am telling you is he's got a pretty good point. He's a doctor, he's a virologist, he's the CEO of a biotech company, and he manufactures COVID tests, and he might quoting him, know a little bit about this. Now, he thinks it's the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting population. That's his words, not mine. Is he right? Maybe. Maybe not. My point is, in a free society, if he's wrong, let him defend his position against everybody else who is also an expert in the field who thinks he's wrong. And let them defend their position against him. 
And then you, the layman, the novice, the know-nothing, and I mean that in the, the most sincere respect possible, because frankly, everybody needs a little humble pie right now. You're not a lawyer because you have a Twitter account. You're not a fitness expert because you have a Twitter account. You're not a political analyst because you have a Twitter account. None of that. You're certainly not a lawyer or a doctor because you have Twitter. So stop acting like you are. It is okay to offer an opinion, but be humble about it because let's be frank. You don't know Jack. Why do you think when I offer my opinion about something dealing with COVID, I tell it, I tell you it's my opinion based on this from an expert. The stuff that I tell you isn't my opinion. It's from experts. When it is my opinion, I identify it and clarify it as such. There's a lot of world-renowned experts, top experts in the U.S. and the world, who say people like Eintertz are wrong. People like Dr. Box are wrong. Why should we not listen to them instead of people like Dr. Eintertz and Dr. Box? I'm not minimizing those two. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying... Why shouldn't you listen to the people who disagree with them? Especially if those are people who are prominent, more prominent in this field. Why should we listen to a medical doctor who's never treated a COVID patient over thousands of medical doctors who have? Now, this is something that you yourself are going to have to answer for yourself. I'm just posing the question. Everybody says, listen to the experts, listen to the experts. How many times over the past 11 months, more than 11 months and one week of daily coverage of this, how many times have I given for you, read for you, posted on the Daily Show Prep for you, prominent experts who say that what your local health officials and your governors and what uh, members of Congress in the U.S. are telling you is wrong. And I've got news for you. For those of you who have been here from the very beginning, you have seen repeatedly that the experts that everybody tells you to listen to are routinely proven, demonstrably so, to be inaccurate as time goes on. And those other people that nobody wants you to listen to were right all along. So when somebody says, listen to the experts, and I know that I am beating this again into your heads after saying it numerous times, but the next time somebody tells you that, ask a very simple question, which experts? And if they say, well, all of them, they're lying to you and they have no idea what in the world is going on. Dr. Roger Hodkinson. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. And one of the most prominent figures in medicine out of Oxford University has said the public has an unreasonable fear. And they have overestimated their risk. And governments have failed them. How come you can't listen to those experts? More coming up, 95.3 MNC.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. want to thank uh, everybody for listening, for watching online. I also got to tell you about Natural CBD Lotion, allnaturalcbd.org. And again, this is full-spectrum CBD. If anybody tries to sell you Isolate and say that Isolate is just as good, run. Run for the hills. They are not telling you the truth. You want full-spectrum CBD. That is how you get the maximum benefit from CBD. And if you're going to use CBD for any issue, whether it's anxiety, pain, what have you, you need full-spectrum CBD. Isolate is vastly inferior. You want full-spectrum. And that's exactly what they have in their products at allnaturalcbd.org because they only deal in the highest quality, best CBD available. Whether you are going to vape it, they have over 80 flavors. If you are going to use a tincture and put it under your tongue, or if you are going to use a bath bomb, or you want dog treats for a dog that maybe has hip and joint pain. But the bread and butter at allnaturalcbd.org is the lotion. It will soothe and moisturize your skin and deliver full-spectrum CBD right into your body where it hurts and relieve pain in a matter of minutes. This works in about three minutes for me and my wife. You obviously might have a little bit different uh, results on that, but it is great for fibromyalgia, arthritis, minor aches and pains, lingering injuries, that sort of stuff. It is a phenomenal product, and it doesn't stink. It doesn't smell like medicine. It's not oily. It doesn't look like you've got mayonnaise all over your body. It is a high-quality lotion that will moisturize your skin and, of course, alleviate pain. Great holiday gift. Perfect stocking stuffer. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use promo code KC10. Allnaturalcbd.org. Promo code KC10. Did you hear about that guy in Croatia fell off of his ladder and they they labeled it as a COVID death? And uh, the largest study on lockdowns came out. Lockdowns didn't work. Didn't reduce the spread of the virus. Didn't reduce death rates. Listen to the experts. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. So I want to thank the uh, Discord server for this. Uh, Andy on Discord sent this to me today. Three Chinese cities are undergoing mass testing following a number of locally transmitted coronavirus cases, including at Shanghai's biggest international airport, which saw chaotic scenes on Sunday. And if you look at it, I've included them in the daily show prep. Um, I mean, clear panic. <laughs> panic. I don't mean to laugh. It's just it's chaos. See, the thing is, nobody talks about China. China's not over COVID either. It just doesn't get any attention here in the United States. China does a, they do a good enough job of lying to the world about it. And then the media gladly obliges. Um, so anyway, there was a, a small outbreak, they say, air quote, small outbreak of COVID-19 in Shanghai. Um, and so here's what we know, okay? Local health authorities traced the origin of the outbreak to two cargo handlers who had cleaned a container that had arrived from North America without wearing masks. Uh, following the discovery, hundreds of flights at Shanghai's Pudong Airport were canceled, and the sudden decision to test all workers led to chaotic scenes. Video shared on Chinese social media showed hundreds of people packed together inside of a, a garage while health workers in hazmat suits attempted to hold them back so it was chaotic but they got it under control and this is now the second country that i'm aware of to say that they think covid came over on cargo now keep in mind the 
experts are telling you to not worry about surface transmission of the virus, that it is the airborne uh, version of the virus that is now spreading everywhere and that most people are not getting any infections from uh, coming in contact with it uh, with their, their skin. All right, so you've got New Zealand and China claiming that the virus came from overseas on cargo. And now you've got the experts in the West telling you, don't even worry about getting COVID uh, by touching it because that's not infecting anybody. So, gee, which experts do we trust, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, so let's see. I'm on DLive. All right, I'm on DLive dlive.tv slash casey the host i'm not uh, i mean i'm on youtube but i don't live stream on youtube anymore and a lot of a lot of people have you know they've been reluctant to leave youtube and come over to dlive now dlive has tons of great content like youtube does it's obviously a lot smaller than youtube but dlive leaves me alone, doesn't censor anybody. Um, there's an opportunity for my viewers to make a little money. There's an opportunity for me to make a little money. Uh, and it's a pretty smooth platform and it's fun. There's a lot of things that, that listeners and viewers get to do in the chat that is entertaining. And there's some, you know, animated GIFs and, you know, emojis and custom emojis for, for my channel and things like that. So, so it becomes really fun. It's a fun place to be. So if you follow me on YouTube, please come to DLive, dlive.tv slash Casey the host and follow me there. YouTube is doing something new that is going to irritate even more people. YouTube is now going to put ads on non-monetized videos and they will not be paying the creator of the video. In other words, if you upload a video to YouTube and you are not interested in monetizing it because it's a personal video that you uploaded, YouTube is now going to put ads on it and they're not going to pay you. So they had demonetized my entire channel over a year ago, so I can't make any money on YouTube anyway. But I was enrolled in the partner program, which allows me to monetize videos of my choosing in order to earn an income. So if I upload something that I don't want to monetize because it's just personal, um, then I can do that. Well, now, if you upload those videos, like those sweet videos of your family that you're just uploading because you want the grandparents to be able to see benchmarks in your kids' uh, growth, YouTube is now going to monetize those and they're not going to pay you a darn cent. Meanwhile, I'm over here giving my audience a little money, how much, a little money just for watching my videos. Go to dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. A bunch of people on my live stream are just telling me to get an OnlyFans. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what it'll come to? Casey, what do we do about all of this? What do we do? How do we save the country? Representative Banks from Indiana, plans to provide conservative counter-programming to the far-left agenda as Republican study chair. That is the headline on townhall.com. Indiana GOP Congressman Jim Banks was elected chairman of the Republican Study Committee, the largest caucus of conservatives within the House of Representatives founded in 1973. They work to craft a legislative agenda that will benefit the American people by bringing like-minded House members together. The RSC 
has previously been chaired by prominent conservative congressmen, including Representative Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan and Vice President Mike Pence. The newly minted chair said that under his leadership, the RSC will provide conservative counter-programming to the far-left agenda pushed by Ocasio-Cortez and the squad in the House. So he says that they're going to provide counter-programming. We will provide the American people an alternative, conservative, legislative agenda that appeals to a large popular base and carry out the Trump agenda when we win back the House in 2022. Well, <clears throat> I mean, this is... Um, there you go. Part of what you do. Here's the thing. You know, anytime we have an election result that isn't great and people, you know, even though, by the way, this was a really good election for Republicans. And I know that a lot of you are bummed at how things look for Trump right now, but you have to keep in perspective everything else that happened in the country. Democrats lost legislators. They did not. They did not take a single Republican seat in the House. Republicans gained in the House. They lost gubernatorial races. It has been a very bad election cycle for Democrats. It has been very good for Republicans who historically uh, outperformed all, all previous elections, which is another reason why everything seems a little weird about Trump. But I digress. So it's been a very good election for Republicans. But, uh, you know, this will go to show you have got to pay attention to those elect those local elections. I tell you this every single election cycle, every two years, people still don't listen to me. They're more important than the national stuff. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Have a good night.